This is the Swishwire Podcast. Welcome back to Swishwire Podcast. I'm Ian Lahiri. Uh, I have my co-host with us, Jay. So what's up? What's up? And Justin. What's good? And today we have a very special guest. He's amongst boys on the court at both ends and is a top-ranked prospect in the loaded 2023 class. Please welcome Colorado's own Bay Fall. Uh, what's good? What's, what's good? good? We're excited to have you on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. We're just going to hop right into it. Is the fact that I'm a sophomore right now. I'm only like 5'9". You're out here 6'11". <laughs> Are you seven foot now, or, or are you six eleven? No, nah, still six eleven. I'm not seven foot yet. Oh, uh, you'll get there. You'll get there. You got time. <laughs> You're still growing. That's insane. We're gonna hop right into it. You haven't been playing basketball for long. There's a lot of players, you know, pros, high school that have been playing since you know elementary, since they were really little. But you've only been playing since sixth grade, and before that, you played soccer. What right. got you into basketball, and how did you become so good in such a short amount of time? Just growth and, like, some people just thinking that I should play basketball, you know, just because I was getting taller and taller every day in their eyes. But I didn't realize myself, and I didn't even know, like, about basketball. So just some people just started saying it, and then just my brother got me into it. And we started working. That's how we got into here. So did you have to develop a passion for it? Or when you played basketball, was there, like, a – I automatically like fell in love with it when I, you know, first got into it. So, yeah. How has the transition been from Senegal to America so far on and off the court? It's pretty good. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like coming from there and then just being here almost two years, it was pretty good. It was hard in the beginning, uh, the schoolwork and then just, you know, the weather here where I live, like in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, lots of snow. Yeah, a lot of snow. And you never see snow in Africa, just in any country there. It so, was just hard, but, you know, <laughs> going more into that, when you moved from Senegal to Colorado, that's basically like saying, okay, I'm here for the big leagues. Like, that's a huge transition. What pressure did that put on you? It wasn't really, like you said, it It wasn't like a basketball move or something. I was just here for school, me and my cousins. You know that, then we just got into school, you know, started doing open games and all that. But I started basketball back home. So, just the coach found out that I was pretty good at basketball. Then, (laughs) you know, he got me in the team. It's something that just came natural to you, like all the skill that you built up that's just come natural. Uh, I worked on it. Some of it is just gifts. Some of it is just soccer too. Like, yeah, that's those three things. I work hard a lot on things that I can't do, you know. And then that's how I got in, like, up to here. Um, what NBA player do you model your game after? I don't really have no, you know, nobody I model my game after. I just play like me, I, I guess. But I get comparisons sometimes, like Giannis or something. Giannis, I see that. Do you have like any like specific film you'll watch to like develop aspects, or are you just like? No, I'm not into that. Like my brother never liked me. Like never wanted me to just watch films and do things. 
because it was kind of bad for him on his mentality. So I never watch films just to just, you know, practice it or something like that. I just go see trainers and just work on my weaknesses. Interesting approach. Wow. Mm-hmm. Your cousin, uh, Mamadou Sow, is a 6'7 wing who could do it all on the court. What role has he played in your basketball career? What has he helped you with on the court? I mean, he played a big part of it because he is real tough to play against. Like, he's probably one of the hardest players I have to go against every day. Like, he helped me, you know, get it easy, you know, when I face other players because, like, ain't nobody like him to me. Like, ain't nobody like him and nobody like that tough. Just he knows all my moves, so it's kind of hard to just play against him. And he played a big role, and like he helped me a lot to get better every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is For there sure. an aspect of your game that you would say needs the most improvement? I say these two things like ball handling and like being a decent shooter. I think those, yeah, because one thing I did see was like you had to transition from AAU ball to school ball, which is like right. two completely different types. So yeah. that had to be like hard to understand, especially with all the practicing and conditioning that comes with school ball. Yeah. Yeah. So your AAU coach, Archie Cheney, said, and I quote, his competitive fire is one of the things that stand out. He wants to compete with the best all the time, never wants to back down, and is up to every challenge. Any player in front of him, he's ready to stand up to that challenge and he works his behind off to make sure he's in a position to help his team win. That's like an amazing praise from a coach. But with that, it's evident you have a hardcore mentality. So what is it like with the position you're in? You're in like such a stacked draft class with Bronny and Mikey. Right. Like what was your question? Excuse me, I didn't hear it. What is it like to be in such a stat class? Like, is there anything that comes with it or is it just, I'm built for this? I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. But like, I feel like I'm built for it. I'm blessed too, you know, just to, you know, be a stud in my class and just be one of the best of like what people think. You know, I just keep working and just not let it get on my head. I just, I think it was for me. So does the huge media attention from or towards Bronny and Mikey affect you at all? Or is that just like... No, not at all. It don't affect me. I don't need that. I mean, you know, I don't want to be the high school superstar and then just be the NBA buzz. No. I love right that. Now, I like yeah. that, yeah. You couldn't have said it any better because some people are just like, oh, this guy's ranked ahead of me. Like, I'm better than this guy. But you're not worried about that. You're worried about... I don't mind being ranked number, like, 100 or something like that. I just hoop, you know? You're like, just going to work. Great in the league, not in... In 2019, you attended the Junior All-American Camp, and you took home the MVP award. In the past, there have been some amazing winners of this award, including DeAndre Aiden, Stanley Johnson, Tyler Dorsey, as well as some current NBA prospects like Jalen Green and Devin Askew. How did this honor feel? Feels great. You know, like I said, I feel blessed for that because I wasn't even, like, here for, like, I was here for, like, three weeks maybe when I just went to that camp. It was my first camp here. You know, I felt blessed, like, to just take home MVP. I just hooped hard there, and it just it was pretty easy for me. So, mm-hmm. I felt right like off, it was really good. Right off the bat, you know, you're coming right into the States and, you're making a name for yourself by winning an MVP that like the, the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft, he's won it. Like 
That's insane. Yeah, it was really great. Like just to me for uh, for me to do that, it was really great. I felt really good. I I still thank God for it because yeah, it's it's a big blessing. Yeah, nice. you're you're obviously a really really great basketball player, but you've also been on the record saying that you want to change the world. How can you go about doing this on and off the court? It's just you know, it's it's gonna be through the game. Like I say, it's just my work. You know, get be great. You should just do like just do it like LeBron is doing for the community right now. I think that's like that's helping change the world. Just be the voice. You know. But like the people that like that can't speak up, you know. Yep. Just, you like know, building schools, LeBron is done. Do provide mm-hmm. for the community. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 what I mean by changing the world, you know. Because one NBA player from Senegal, Gorgie Zhang, he has been very high on stuff like this. Like his Instagram is full with off the court stuff. He is all about like building up his community. So, you do you know much about Gorgie stuff, or is that just a thing? Yeah. He's a great example for what I'm like, what I'm trying to do in the future. He's a great example for that because he just provide a lot back home, you know. He just like that. He's just nice to people and he just provide for them, just help them all the time, you know. And then just he keeping it simple. That's what I'm trying to do. That's the same exact team I'm, I'm going to be on to like, when I get there. One thing some NBA players like Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan have shown is mental health is important for all basketball players. But someone like you who's had to move from place to place and done all of these things, how important is your mental strength as a player? Real important. That's probably the most important thing because, you know, I got to stay with it all the time. You know, I got to stay, like, tough mentally and then just know what's best for me and just do, like, the things that are, like, going to get me, you know, make me move forward, like, get better, you know. So was there ever like you wanted to like, or not wanted to quit, but you almost like gave up because it was like too much? Like, what you mean? I don't understand. Well, like one thing about mental health is everything can be overwhelming. So was there ever a time where just everything got to your head or was it always just basketball? Is Sometimes many- I, I times like that, that I just, you know, said, you know, I don't want it anymore or something. I think it was again. That I said, like, uh, I didn't want it anymore, but, you know, I just had people, like, the good people around me, you know, telling me stuff to do, then they're just helping me, you know, just, like, to stay tough mentally and just to make good decisions all the time. Mm -hmm. That's huge because, I mean, as we just stated, you know, your mental health, it's, it's huge for you, not only off the court, but on the court. And, you know, you're fearless on the court. And um, off the court, you have that, you know, you're courageous like that. And without that, you know, you wouldn't be where you are today. And you've already received some offers from multiple colleges. So what is your approach on choosing the right college for you? Me, like the approach is just going somewhere that, you know, I'm going like they're going to help my game, you know, get to the next level or help me get better, you know, academically too. a good school for me. You know, they have, like, everything I want to learn in the future because I just don't want to be a hooper in the future, just be a pro player or something. I want to have a job on the side, you know, have an option because, like, I think uh, sports career is not, like, something that's really safe to lean on. So imagine if I just get injured or something. Mm -hmm. And you see a lot – my bad. 
He's hurt. You see, we see a lot of players, you know, transition over to that role after their careers or like even like some, you know, they get a catastrophic injury and they lean towards that. You know, it's just it's a great way to get into, you know, like a plan B, you know. Yeah. Does that mean, mean? Obviously, you have a lot of time ahead of it. But does this mean you'd like prefer being like a four-year college person before you declare, or is that something that's on your mind right now? No, it's just not based on that. I just, just you know, just do what's best for my future. You know, just do what's what's gonna get me to the next level and get me to just you know be here for my people and just can't like be able to provide for them. You know, it's not that I'm just yo I'm gonna stay four years in college or something like that. It's not like that. I could just not go to college and just go one year. We don't know. We just don't know what the future holds. But, yeah, I want to be somebody other than just a basketball player. Respect. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> um, one thing I did read about both you and your cousin is something that helped bridge the gap between um, the English language for you all was rap. So what are some of your like rappers and songs? My favorite rapper, like, is definitely Lil Baby. He's my favorite rapper, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I like Juice Ward a lot. He's, like, probably my second favorite artist. And then Pop Smoke, Cams, then Roderick, and that's it. And, you can't like, go I, wrong. I'm favorites, too. Like, yeah, a lot. You can't go wrong with those, especially Juice. Juice is my favorite. Yeah. And pop smoke. But um, now we're going to segue into some NBA questions. Starting off with the first one, who are some of your favorite NBA players? Uh, LeBron James still my favorite player, you know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like, I liked, like my Jordan when I was back home, my Jordan. Yeah, I like Joe Lambie, Giannis mm-hmm. too. Like I like watching Giannis. I enjoy watching, like, the guards, like, Kimball Walker, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Mm. Who do you have making it to the finals this year? In the West, right here, I got L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, Lakers. And then East, I don't know, I'm thinking Brooklyn. That'd be a really good finals. What are your thoughts on the Harden trade, by the way? I think it's really crazy. I don't know how they're going to just be able to just analyze who's going to just take the final shot when they have, you know, when they're down in a situation or something. It's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I think, like, players like James Harden that are, like, players, that's, they, they play, like, with the ball in their hand. And Kyrie Irving does the same thing, too. Katie's kind of like those players, you know. It's just going to be tough. That's one thing I'm excited to see because, as we've seen, James Harden has been willing to be, like, much more passive since he's gone to the Nets. And, I mean, to be fair, Kyrie's had LeBron, who's obviously the more clutch guy, and then Kevin Durant's had Curry and Clay. So I think they can mesh that together. I think, like, rebounding and defense is all they need to focus on, truly. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) It'll be whoever's hot. Yeah. So who is, in your opinion, is the best big man in the NBA right now? Right now... It's between Eddie and Joel Embiid, but I'll go with Joel Embiid. I, I feel like it's, uh, he's unstoppable right now. He's strong, and then he got game, you know. Yeah, this season I would agree. I think Joel might be 
arguably the the top pick for MVP this year. Yeah, uh, I got Jokic, but I mean, I, I could see it. Wait, last year did you still have Embiid over Jokic, or is that just a this year thing? Me? Nah, babe. Oh, I oh. me. Last year, last year I'd I'd go with like Nikola Jokic for sure. Okay. Yeah. So you're a real basketball watcher. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, and um. This is a debate that's talked about a lot. Who do you think is the GOAT? Easy. That's LeBron James. It's easy. Yeah. easy. Come on. Come it's on. LeBron James. I don't know what y'all think or just what it like. I'm, I'm a huge LeBron fan. I have all of his jerseys. I agree. I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest LeBron fan. We don't need I'm to not, get I'm an MJ guy. <laughs> same. I'm not saying he can't get there, but I mean, like, I got to go MJ. He's been there since 2016. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. 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 That's a bit of a stretch. All right. And uh, finally, to end off, uh, we just want to talk about your training. Um, starting with Jay, you got a question. Yeah, you're a top-notch post scorer. What do you do to polish this aspect of your game? How are you so dominant in the post? Uh, it's most of it is just skills that I work like big. Well, I work with like big man coaches. You know, you know, like everything I do, like ball handling, I have like different trainer to work with and then post moves. I have a great guy that I work with. He helped me a lot with that. And I just I use my athleticism and then my lengths just be able to be dominant in the post. One thing I've seen from your mixtapes is the way you approach a rebound is insane because it's like you're prepared for the ball to go to any part of the court and you're always ready because like you said, your athleticism and elusiveness it's, it's really cool to watch. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And not only are you insane um, in the post on offense, you're also a menace down low on defense. Obviously, your physical ap- attributes um, contribute to this with your length and height. But what have you done to enhance your rim protection capabilities? Just, you know, like have a perfect timing, you know, like know where I'm going block shots or what I like where I have to jump or not, you know? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. Just look at a ball, look at a player, what he does, like what foot he put first or something. That's what mm-hmm. I do. There's players that, like, you know, not a lot of players, big men, look into that, you know, at a lot of levels of, of basketball, high school, college, pros. There's big men that don't look that deep into the game. And, like, for players like you that look that deep into it, I mean, you're bound to be – one of the best shot blockers in the entire world. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you averaged what? Was it four blocks last season? Yeah, it was four blocks. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, your mobility is insane. You're a 6'11 guy and mm-hmm. you're just like all over the court. Is that something you had to work on or did that just come with time? It's just soccer, I think. I used to play soccer a lot. And saying that like soccer player, uh, soccer players have like uh, good footwork, you know. Yeah. It's just what helped me, you know, be like this mobile and just know how to use my body, even though I'm tall and lengthy. And that's all, you know. And then just working, you know, being fast. Like, like when I was back home, I used to run on the beach and just there was like little mounts of like sands that I used to run on. Just to get buried and just be quicker, cause like 
the average the average six eleven player can't move or jump like that. Yeah. So I had to be different. You know, I had to just come up with something that that, that they don't have. You know. That's what's so special about Giannis's game is he's that big and he can just get across the court like that. I assume that's what you mean by you know you kind of mold your game after Giannis. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's big because like the way the NBA is going, we've seen big men. You know, the big men in today's NBA, the revolutionized guys like Giannis, obviously, guys like Bam Adebayo. Um, even Nikola Jokic. He's been he's been trying to do his Giannis thing. Have you know that? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, Joel, Joel is insane, but like I can, I consider him more of a traditional big man. <laughs> guys like guys like Giannis, guys like Bam, even guys like AD and yeah. Jokic, you know, um, more playmaking responsibilities on the perimeter, more mobile. You know, the way the game is changing for the, especially the big men, it's important to have that, you know, yeah. in your game, and that's like bound for pretty much success anywhere you know you would go. That's right. That's that's the new big man. I mean, I mean to anybody that can hear this, I don't know. I'm just I'm not saying it for me, just for me. Just if you want to play in the league and be a big man there or something, you have to be just have to have like what like other people don't have. You know, just be quick, mm-hmm. just be athletic or something. I'm like Christian. What is a great example? He's yeah. like, but he's already become one of the most like offensive, versatile scorers in the league out of the bigs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, getting into the gym and working on your game, that's pretty much the biggest way on how you improve. But it's more than just that. How important are things like recovery and diet to you? And what does your recovery program and diet look like? Really, like, they're really important, like, the two things. Because, like, I can't eat whatever I want to eat, even though, like, I like eating junk food, but I can't anymore because my mom and my dad, like, they don't want me to do that. They, like, you know, they're like chiefs in the house. They just tell me what to eat or not. And then recovery is, like, just I got somewhere, you know, to – I just go to twice a week, you know, get us, get on those boxes and just, you know, take care of my body and just not force anything. I'll be icing, like, probably every two days, you know everything that's 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 all i do you know just respect my body and just give like give the best at such a young age it's important to take care of your body early so that you can have that long career yeah that's right so i just don't want to you know get my body messed up or something you know and recovery is just my bad it's all right. I mean, I say that's that's why people are just confused, like the fact that I don't lift weights or something, like I don't do weights or something. It's mm-hmm. not that, you know, I got to respect my body. You know, I can't just cut my growth spurt like that. You know? mm-hmm. And recovery is just so important for any athlete, really. Like um, a lot of athletes think the way to get there is getting in the gym every day and then, you know, like hard weightlifting, like constantly working. And obviously, like, you have to put in that hard work to get there. That's like the most important part. But like in order, you know, to stay healthy throughout the long run and like make it like a long, stable career, you know, you got to have that recovering and, you know, you have to do that a lot. And that's, that's something great. that a lot of people don't notice. That's another thing that Giannis did that I feel like goes really underwhelming. He was like skinny up until like a few years in and then he just went and got buff. Is that what you're trying to do pretty much? 
Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, you know, I hear people say, oh, like, you got to be NBA ready or something. I don't want to be that player that's just going to the NBA and not get better at all. I want to grow with the game, you know, in any level that I go to, you know. I don't want to rush anything, you know, because I know my body can just have all those other players have in the NBA. So I just take time, you know, take care of my body and just grow with the game. You know, I don't want to be NBA ready until I get there. Mm -hmm. And you uh, earlier you talked about, you know, anyone that's listening, that's a big man, you know, be athletic, mobile, adapt to the game. That's a great piece of advice. Do you have another piece of advice that could benefit someone that's watching? It's just like, you know, the the attention or just rankings and all that bother some people, you know, they feel underrated or something. I feel like if you just, you know, be on your corner, keep working, you know, you don't need all that attention or just be big in high school or just college. You know, we've seen uh, Damian Lillard and some of the players, Dinkin Robinson, you know. I feel like it, it doesn't have to matter, you know, it doesn't have to be on your head to just not being ranked or something, just not having attention. Like, it don't matter. Just do your thing and then just, you know, you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That concludes the interview. I think I speak for all of us when I say I'm, like, really impressed with your devotion to not only just basketball, just everything in general, your academics and that what you just said shows that you're looking out for other people too. Yeah, thank you. I it's great really, to have you on, Bay. It was a really good discussion. Sure. I appreciate it. It was a good one, man. I appreciate it, y'all. You got big things coming on and off the court. So uh, everyone look out for Bayfall. All right, bro. Thank you. Peace out. Yes, sir. Right. Peace.